When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I got goosebumps. Hello and welcome <laughs> to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Montia. Of course, I am your mayor of Goose Town. This guy next to me is vice mayor of Goose Town, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. You silly goose, Derek. Uh, you said the thing. Hey, I did. Uh, this show's <laughs> this show's brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Uh, and like that, guys, we are tied in some of these postseason series. Of course, we're referring to the true star of the MLB postseason, the goose that landed on the field during the Padres Dodgers games. But we will get to all we will get to all of those goose facts later on. First. Jesse, the Phillies and the Braves pull even as the Braves uh, had a dominant win. Uh, Kyle Wright was outstanding on the mound for the Braves, allowing just two hits and one walk and six innings, no runs, as uh, the Braves shut out the Phillies. Matt Olson turns out to be uh, the big, the big, uh, big hero so far for the Braves. I just have to, I have to say, I wonder if the people in Atlanta are saying Freddie who. At this point, no, <laughs> too soon for that. Uh, probably, yeah, probably not. Uh, probably not. <laughs> Freddie Freeman did homer, uh, yesterday as well, uh, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. But yeah, it was a nice win for the. It's a nice win all the all the way around for the Braves. Uh, the Braves won this game, Derek, without a single extra base hit. They had four yeah. hits, and all of them were singles. The only extra base hit in the game was a double. Uh, from Bryce Harper, which of course didn't result in a run being scored. The Phillies were were shut out in this game. Uh, but yeah, the difference in the game was ultimately that the Braves went three for four with runners in scoring position and the Philadelphia Phillies went 0 for three. And that was pretty much the difference. Uh, Braves had four hits, the Phillies had three hits. So other than that, both of these teams played pretty similarly, but the the Braves came up when it, when it really mattered. The... Phillies and Braves are that's an interesting series to me because I feel like some of the other series we kind of already like have an idea of how they're going to go even if that's not how these series end right it feels like the the top seed is is most likely going to take the take the series in all of these uh but you know both of these games yesterday really kind of gave you a, a little bit of a glimpse kind of like it, the Phillies Braves is probably the closest neck and neck to, to as far as competition wise. And honestly, the Padres, I think, prove that their series with the Dodgers is much closer than I think people are giving the Padres credit for outside of San Diego. Uh, but I, I really do feel like we, you know, we talked the other day about a possible advantage from having that time off or not having that time off. And the Phillies might have just been on a roll. I think what we're going to see in this series is is that might have been an advantage in game one, but we will probably see the Braves and their dominant pitching kind of take the lead in this series as well, right? 
Yeah, I think so. I, I don't know if I fully buy into the, the narrative that like the teams that had that long layover were, were necessarily struggling because of it. I think it's oh, no, possible I don't, that maybe... I, I don't think that's it either. I'm just saying in that case, it might have just helped out the Phillies stay on a roll, uh, more, more yeah. on the Phillies side of things than the Braves being kind of on their heels about that game. I mean, sure. they almost they almost came back to win that thing. That that first game was very exciting and it uh, ended up being very competitive at the end. So it's not to say like the Phillies dominated the Braves in any way. It just it, it it was kind of a question before those games had even started that you and I had proposed and then the first game of the day we see that in action with the Phillies kind of coming in, taking an early lead against Atlanta and winning that game, right? But yeah, like I guess the point I'm trying to make kind of contradicts the idea of that and says like, even in all these series, we've kind of seen the top seed come out uh, early and and take that lead. But now we're seeing even in the one series where the Phillies kind of uh, grabbed an early game from, from Atlanta, that Atlanta looked really good uh, in their win over the Phillies. And, and we might just see all of this kind of coming back down to a point of the advantage being in the court of the top seeds that had that time off to rest and reset the rotation. Yeah. I mean, thing, things have worked out reasonably well for the Phillies, even though they, you know, they played in that, that wild card series and, you know, they, they spent a couple of games there. Their starting rotation still lines up pretty well. Uh, you know, they had Ranger Suarez in there in, in game one, which maybe isn't ideal for them, but of course they wound up winning that game. And then Zach Wheeler loses in game two. Uh, but now they're back to Aaron Nola for, for game three. So the rotation is kind of turned around nicely for Philadelphia. They can hang with the Braves. I mean, the, the Philadelphia Phillies, I think, are uh, probably a, a little bit of an underrated team. The fact that they have so many uh, elite talents in, you know, Bryce Harper and JT Romuto and, and some of the pitchers that we've mentioned, uh, they're not as deep a team as the Atlanta Braves. A few teams are. Uh, but I think there's enough there's enough talent here where the Phillies can absolutely give the Braves a, a run for their money. And the Phillies were the third wild card team, Derek. I mean, in, in yeah. any other season prior to this one, the Phillies would not have been a playoff team. And we're already seeing what this looks like, right? Like these third wild card teams, it's it's baseball, right? It, a third wild card team, any team that gets into the postseason is going to have a shot just because of the nature of how baseball works, and that you know right. you can have a, a hot series and and beat a team that might be better than you on paper. And and I think the Phillies are are still in a decent spot in this series. I think the San Diego Padres are in. Uh, a, a much better spot than they could have hoped for at this point, especially in a five game series. Uh, they win yesterday with the help of the goose, uh, the aforementioned goose, the true star <laughs> of the postseason. But uh, the Padres get one at Dodgers Stadium, which is very important for them to have any chance, I think, in this series. And now they could potentially go back to San Diego and and win this thing outright in two games. Theoretically, theoretically, they could. That's I mean, it's going to be a hard thing for them to pull off. But yeah, I really think that they needed one of these two games in L.A. And specifically this one, we talked yesterday about Clayton Kershaw's struggles in the playoffs and the fact that his track record in the postseason is not necessarily uh, the rosiest out there. Uh, I don't think you Darvish necessarily pitched that well in this game either. He uh, pitched OK overall, but he left a few pitches in some bad spots, wound up giving up uh, three home runs. Those hit by Freddie Freeman, Max Muncie and, and Trey Turner. Uh, but the Padres were were able to come out on top in this one. I thought Robert Suarez 
had a, a pretty gutsy outing out of the bullpen. He came in first and third, nobody out in the sixth inning, and he gets a strikeout and a double play to work out of that mess. Uh, and the Padres bullpen was able to nail it down from there. They didn't give up another run the, the rest of the game. And of course, it was Josh Hader finishing things up, a, a guy who hasn't looked so great since coming over to San Diego at times. But in the playoffs, he's he's been pretty good so far. Uh, and uh, let's not let's not forget that Mookie Betts's initials are MLB, by the way. Fun fact, uh, that's Marcus Lynn Betts. And uh, that man is a menace at any point when he's on a baseball diamond. I think that the Dodgers definitely, uh, you know, let's be real here. The Dodgers are just a ridiculously good team that can rattle off however many wins that they want. The Padres <laughs> feel like the lesser of two evils here, though, right? Like, the, the, yeah, the, it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost sickening to a Diamondbacks fan to have to root for either one of these teams. But I also feel like this very much so is uh is is a series that we would love to see the the Padres even though it doesn't prove much about spending money on your team kind of take this one and and have a little bit of the changing of the guard in the NL West it would be fun and honestly like it's it's we hate the Dodgers more than we hate any other team I don't think there's another team that Diamondbacks fans loathe the way that we loathe the Dodgers even though this Dodgers team is not comprised of like terrible guys let's be honest right these are these are good guys it makes it hard to hate them but once they put on that dodger blue boy uh makes it a little bit easier uh i don't know do do you do you think that do you think that diamondbacks fans hate the dodgers as much as dodgers fans hate manny machado because uh, he was showered with booze yesterday at, at no, Dodger Stadium. No, I don't. I Unfortunately for Diamondbacks fans and for the Diamondbacks team, I, I think we're kind of an afterthought when it comes to teams <laughs> that the Dodgers hate, right? Dodgers fans. Well, I, I didn't say I didn't say the Dodgers hating Diamondbacks fans. I said Diamondbacks fans hating the Dodgers versus Dodgers fans hating Manny Machado. But that's my point, right? Like Dodgers fans directly hate Manny Machado very, very much. And they have had a chance to do that for years. But I mean, Dodgers fans hate teams in their own state more than they even consider the Colorado Rockies or the Arizona Diamondbacks, right? Like, Right, but I, I'm, not, I'm not talking about the Dodgers fans hating the Diamondbacks. I'm talking about the Diamondbacks fans hating the Dodgers. I get what you're saying. Uh, Diamondbacks fans <laughs> hate the Dodgers as no, they're do, no because the Dodgers <laughs> fans really, really hate uh, Manny Machado. I they really do. I don't think the Diamondbacks like again. The Dodgers as an organization are easy to hate, right? The same way that the Yankees are easy to hate, right? But sometimes with the Dodgers, they have a squad kind of like I feel about this year's squad that it's a, a little hard to hate them because they're not like. A hateable bunch of guys. There's no AJ Pollock on this team. There's no Lucille <laughs> Puig. There's been teams, there's been years where, oh my God, it was so much easier to hate the Dodgers than it is with Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts leading the way, yeah, to be honest. That's fair. And, and that's not fair. to mention the fact that a lot of their studs have come from like within their own organization. So they're not even as hateable as the Yankees on the same level of just buying star after star. I don't, like, I don't know about that. I don't know about well, that. No, like no, like I, who on, who on the Dodgers is homegrown right now? Will Smith. That's, that's, that's it. 
Dustin May, sure. I, I mean, mean, he I hasn't can, pitched that much this I'm not year. Familiar. Don't make me do this. Don't make me go through a Dodger history lesson. I don't want to do that at all. I'm just saying <laughs> you do the you do acknowledge that they have a very good farm system, so it makes it even worse they that do. they uh can bring up studs, Gavin Lux. I mean, these are guys that all have at one time been been a big, you know, future part of this team's future, but still not nothing, nobody is as big of their future as guys like Betts and Freeman and their ability to continue to add guys like that as the years go yeah. on. Right. So it, the Dodgers it, aren't, they're not, they're not a world series contender because of Gavin Lux. That's <laughs> their world series uh, contender because of Freddie Freeman and Trey Turner and Mookie Betts, all guys see, who came from other organizations, but uh, yeah, they did I'm deal gonna, a, a large sum of assets in order to get those guys. So you're, you're right in that sense. It, yeah. it does still speak to their ability to develop players and develop talent. And not only that, but as we've talked about in the past, even pick up guys from other teams and make them into stars on the Dodgers when they weren't that where they were at. Right. right. There's um, also that. But then when we're talking about hating which team to hate more, uh, you know, the Padres went in the full on, if you can't beat them, join them kind of scenario when it came <laughs> to spending and acquiring players from other teams and doing whatever they can it takes, uh, takes to win. Uh, and honestly, that makes them also easy to hate. So it, it doesn't matter though, Jesse, because the, the, the most likable, uh, animal in on that field yesterday was the goose. <laughs> and I don't mean goose gossage. Uh, although jo Jesse, I do have some goose gossage slash goose related, uh, trivia, not trivia, but information to share okay. the Padres okay. <laughs> turned to Josh Hader in that game for a four out save. And the first Padre to record a postseason save of more than one inning. Goose Gossage. Wow. Oh. Good find Derek. Good find. Uh, that doesn't matter though. The goose was incredible. And the monsters that put him in the recycle bin uh, should all be arrested uh immediately yeah that was uh that that was sort of a disturbing moment on national like television it. i don't, I don't like know it. how i feel about that didn't like it the goose was just there to watch a good game that's all he was there for he wasn't trying he had a to great seat a great, great seat. seat best seat in the house best seat in the house <laughs> as a matter of fact sometimes when i take pictures uh like we did yesterday at the arizona fall league game i i get people asking me if that's where i'm at on the field like am i laying on the field somewhere am i just in the back behind <laughs> uh home plate and the answer is yes, of course. But uh, this is now a Goose Stan account. We're going to have, I think we're going to change the logo from the little snake uh, around the ball to like maybe a goose flying with a baseball in his mouth. I don't know, but <laughs> we're going to have to get Eric on that because uh, we need we need Just a Just keep logo. Randy Johnson away from the goose. Oh my God, do right? not let Johnson around this bird. As Jesse pointed <laughs> out to me, his photography logo is a dead bird, guys. <laughs> That man has embraced the hate. It further <laughs> confirms for me that he would love uh, that Randy Johnson bird murderer t-shirt that I own, Jesse. I know he would. He love would. It. I, I think he would. He would. Oh, anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening to this audio only podcast. We know you're not here with us, but hey, you know what? It's the off season. So sometimes Jesse and I are going to do this thing audio only. We hope you still enjoy it. We hope you guys uh, check out the show when we come back on Friday, because we're now Monday through Friday, uh, we are going to be switching to a little bit earlier of a time so that me and this guy can get out to some Arizona fall league games during the day. So catch us next week, starting at our new time slot during the off season at 11 AM. 
And uh, once fall league's over, we'll probably be moving back to our 1 p.m. time slot. But for now, catch us live on YouTube at 11 a.m. I don't know if now it's if we're going to have you bring brunch with you. I don't know what we're going to do, but just bring some food. That's always important. That's bring some food and your mailbag Monday questions, and we'll figure the rest out. Uh, if you haven't signed up for a membership already, do so over at gophnx.com. You can get yourself an annual membership, which will get you a free T-shirt over at the phnxlocker.com, any of your choosing, or you can get a month-to-month membership, and we'll hook you up with your first month for just 50 cents. Regardless of your membership status, you will get access to our members-only Discord. You will get members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com, and you will also get... Uh, invites to special events for members only uh, through PHNX. So join the family, be a part of our fam. And we thank you guys so much. Make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel and sign up for notifications. And also, if you're listening to us right now on your favorite audio podcasting app, make sure you're, you're subscribed to us. Leave us a five-star review. We always appreciate you doing that. Uh, and speaking of the aforementioned Arizona Fall League, me and Jesse were out last night together, believe it or not, in public on Jesse's birthday. We're, we celebrated Jesse's birthday by going to watch Arizona Fall League baseball because that's that's no, all. Jesse no place I no place I'd rather be. No there place he'd rather be. I was like, do you want to go see strippers? He was like, nah. I was like, you want to you want to you want to take a quick road trip out to Vegas? He was like, hard pass. I was like, uh, <laughs> do you want to go see? Although Arizona if you Fall if you baseball? had if like, you yeah. had five. If you had five hours, a road trip to Vegas would be like the best thing that you could do with those. Oh, uh, see, right there. He's, that's <laughs> see, that's the true friend. He's backing me up on on things from the past, and I appreciate that. But uh, the very exciting news: the Salt River Rafters did win their first game of 2022 with us in attendance, <laughs> and uh, I'm not I'm not giving us full credit for it. I'm just giving us a little credit right we are we are the fall guys and of course once the fall guys show up everybody uh, starts performing jordan lawler's offense uh, or at least his looks at the dish looked much better than his defense jesse he uh still looks like yeah. he is a work in progress at shortstop yeah and i mean even even on on offense he, he we didn't necessarily see a whole lot he he drew two walks and he was hit by a pitch so he was on base three he was, times he was on base a lot um, yeah but did not he was it. on base a lot but yeah a lot of those pitches were not even really close to the strike zone he also grounded into a fielder's choice and struck out in that game but yeah defensively Derek, it was not a good game for him uh it was it was a little a little i don't, I don't want to say concerned he he's such a young guy and this is still we have to remember this is his first full season uh, in professional baseball, like he was still playing for a high school in Texas, like a few years ago. So um, that's the last time that that he played baseball outside of this year. So I think you have to, you know, you have to have some uh, some leeway here with his defense, just knowing how young and inexperienced he really is. But yeah, it, there's no question that his defense is is lagging behind the bat. I think we've seen so many good things uh, from Jordan Lawler throughout the year offensively but he made 29 errors in 87 games this year in the minors and in that game yesterday Derek I, I remember three plays off the top of my head that were all a little concerning there was uh, there was a what probably should have been a pretty routine 6-4-3 double play ball uh, he fielded the ball cleanly but he, he did sort of a glove flip to second base and the ball just didn't really go anywhere. Uh, and so they wound up uh, not getting any outs on that particular play. I think both of those runs came into score later in the inning. 
Um, there was another play where uh, the catcher for the Salt River Raptors was trying to catch a base dealer at second base. Jordan Lawler was there to field the ball and it clanked off his glove. Wasn't a great throw, but it was still a throw that that a major league shortstop needs to catch and, and make sure it doesn't uh, sneak by you. Uh, Jordan Lawler wasn't able to do that. It, it sneaked away a few feet into the outfield and that allowed a couple of base runners to advance on that play. Um, and then there was a, another play later in the game, another double play opportunity. They weren't going to get the guy at first base, uh, but Jordan Lawler uh, missed the bag at, at second, and they wound up not getting it out at either base on that play, which was costly. So it was a pretty rough game for Jordan Lawler defensively. And you know, we're going to continue to you know believe in the athleticism and believe that he still can be a shortstop, as, as Josh Barfield told me a couple weeks ago. Um, but he's not there yet. And I think he, I think he might have farther to go defensively than what I might've initially realized. I think here's, here's my take. And I know you don't like this because I know you defend these guys. And I know what we saw last night was still very good baseball. In fact, before I, before I even say this, let me get a little sentimental about being out there last night. Uh, Uh it was beautiful, right? Like, I didn't for one minute regret not being at a bar or home watching the very exciting playoff games that we were still watching uh, in 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 portions on the big screen at Salt River Field. <laughs> Mostly just with, the goose. That's that's pretty the much goose. all we they showed. All, but... goose, all, goose, all goose footage was shown. But uh, <laughs> I just, I really, really found myself taking a deep breath last night and just enjoying the moment, enjoying the atmosphere enjoying the type of fans that we were around last night it was uh scouts family members and then just a a a smattering of hardcore baseball fans that were just loving every minute of watching you know this these teams that are just weird voltron formations of you know top prospects from around the league right uh, but it was just a beautiful night of baseball. The weather was beautiful. I, I get why Jesse got so stuck on describing the scenery and everything, because being out there <laughs> is is something else. It really is. I mean, the ability to go just sit behind the backstop like we did and and watch a baseball game take place was was incredible, right? But with that being said, fall league is about young guys, as Jesse alluded to with Jordan Lawler getting playing time like getting first playing time and it's it's such a variety some of these kids are 19 years old out there playing uh, at salt river fields against some of the top talent top young talent in baseball you also have guys even like cooper hummel who are out there getting extra playing time he's not playing regularly but he's just getting more reps behind the plate so that he can continue to work towards his goal of at least being a backup catcher for this organization right so You just have this combination of guys that really are working on stuff and they're trying to get better. But a lot of mistakes get made. A lot of the play can be sloppy. I mean, as we saw, Zach Veen stole uh, third base to to start the game, which resulted in a throwing error trying to get him out at third, which resulted in him crossing the plate and scoring the the game's first run, right? So there's there's still a, a, a lot of guys that are work in progress, and that's the point of them being out there. So at times you're going to see some sloppy play and you're going to realize, I think, like I said on the last time we talked about this, you're going to realize that major league baseball players make a lot of this stuff look easy because they're talented. Yeah. They've been doing it for a long time. And even a routine fly ball 
can get lost in the lights at Salt River Fields and and have an outfielder drop it, right? Like there there was a lot of really really nice plays last night too, and you'll also see that, but it is what fall league is about. I'm not concerned about Jordan Lawler and his defense right now, but I think that it's all about getting better each and every day. That's what a lot of athletes say. That's what a lot of young players focus on is how can you get better? How can you be better today than you were yesterday? And in two days from now, how can you better be better than you are now? Right. And so I think as long as we see guys like Lawler progress in that direction, then that's encouraging. But if, if, you know, if, if the mistakes and the errors stick around, I mean, it doesn't matter how good his bat is. We've seen very good hitters in this organization, not get an opportunity on the, on the major league team because of the fact that they cannot be trusted in the field. And yeah. I'm not just talking about Yasmani Tomas, but that is who I am actually talking about. But anyway, uh, <laughs> Fall League's a lot of fun, though. And make sure to follow us out there. We will be out there providing you with l- updates. Uh, we'll have a new little video series called, again, We're the Fall Guys. So uh, called PHNX Fall Guys, where we will be covering uh, the Salt River Rafters, the Arizona Diamondbacks players on that team, as well as players from all around the league, because there really is some incredible talent. Uh, j- last night, Jordan Walker was, uh, uh, was the first time I saw Jordan Walker in person for the St. Louis cardinals he's a monster is that right jesse am i right on those two things that i just said okay yeah yep uh an absolute monster like it didn't help that when he was on base at first he was standing next to much smaller human beings uh in in ronnie gauchonek and uh i don't know who the first baseman was for the scorpions but it was like in old movies, Jesse, to make the actors look bigger, they would make the props or the doorways smaller. So it made <laughs> the guy look bigger. Right. And I almost felt like that's what we were seeing here with Walker on first base. It was, it, he's already an, an, an enormous muscular man. Six. Yeah. Told by a photographer, six, five, 265 pounds. The man added 50 pounds of muscle uh, this season to his frame. And <laughs> yes, wild. you could see every bit of it. And, uh, of course, you could also I, hear it. You could hear it too. The man, the man singled twice, and his. Well, I, I'm not trying to say you could hear his muscle, but you could hear the crack of the bat on his, on his two, on his two singles. His two singles had exit velos of 110 and 112.3, which were the two hardest hit balls in that game yesterday. The other thing, Derek, I just found this out. Um, it wasn't in the game that we were at yesterday. This was from Monday's game. Apparently, Jordan Walker unleashed a throw on Monday in the Arizona Fall League that was harder than any throw by a St. Louis Cardinals outfielder since the StatCast era began back in 2015. This ball left his hand at 99.5 miles an hour. Oh, my God. This man has a cannon. He has an absolute cannon in the outfield on top of just absolutely raking at the plate, which is what he's done so far. So if you're a St. Louis Cardinals fan, uh, yeah, I'd be pretty excited about this guy. He's been pretty impressive so far. Come out and see the Salt River Rafters and get his autograph. That's the point, is these guys all hung around after the game the whole time to make sure nobody left without an autograph. And uh, it's it's an incredible atmosphere. It's very fun. It's, it's, it's like a more lax spring training. So if you've ever been to spring training and thought there was too yeah. many people there, or maybe not the access that you remember it was when you were a kid going to spring training. 
it's Arizona folly. And to see someone like Jordan Walker at this point play at this level uh, will be a story that one day you get to say, I remember when. And that's one of the probably the coolest things about fall league is to see these guys uh, now that eventually will be the future superstars of major league baseball. Uh, also there's, you know, more diamondbacks prospects, right? We saw some pitching prospects last night. We did uh, back back is pitched as well as it was Justin Martinez. And yep. uh, we don't usually do this on the show, but we might need to intervention. Our friend, Brett Lee Johnson, who sent us an image <laughs> of like 15, I think it's 15 Bowman, something like that, <laughs> of Justin Martinez. So uh, he said he's going for the whole color spectrum, the full rainbow set. And I don't even know what that means, but I will say um, we need to have a talk is what I need. Is what, is what <laughs> Justin uh, Martinez did throw really well and well, sort very of hard. well, very hard, very hard. Yeah, very hard. That's more what I should say. It's not often that you see any baseball event where a member of the Diamondbacks organization threw the hardest pitch in the game. Uh, but that is what happened in that Arizona Fall League game. Justin Martinez topped out at 100.3 miles an hour with his four-seam fastball. So uh, the man the man has some heat uh, in, in that arm of his. His command was all over the place. Uh, I think to four of the six batters that he faced, he started 3-0. So his command was was honestly sort of a mess in, in this one. I, I don't think it was a particularly great outing for him. Um, and all, all in all, he, he only threw one inning. Um, he, he got three outs altogether, and it took him 30 pitches to do it. So it was not a particularly efficient outing. His command was not particularly good. But you can see why Justin Martinez has started to pop up in some top 30 lists of Diamondbacks prospects because He's got good stuff, and anytime somebody's you know pumping over a hundred miles an hour and uh, has a pretty good slider that that he showed in a strikeout that he got in, in the game yesterday as well, that's that's going to play. That's going to catch some people's eyes, and it, it certainly caught our eyes yesterday. Make sure to check out our friends at OGs. They just did something eye catching with their new Sleep Edition gummy. By the way, uh, yes, you heard us right. You've heard us right. Talk about it for for weeks now. I've been getting the best nights sleep. Jesse, I sleep through my daughter turning on the television at six thirty in the morning. Now I don't even know how that's possible. I was up the I was up the minute that uh that that TV would click on, but now. Now I can sleep through stuff. And I think Does your, friends, your daughter watch TV at six 30 in the morning. Well, she has to get ready and get, get out for school. So she gets up and eats breakfast and clicks on, uh, her, her favorite show is Bob's burgers. So she gets up nice. and clicks on Bob's <laughs> burgers and eats a bowl of cereal. And, uh, I, it's usually doesn't bother me. It's more that I want to come out and watch it with her. That's usually what it's about. Yeah. Like, right. I love this episode, but anyway, uh, now I just sleep through it. Like, like, like a, like a bad parent you know i'm so proud of myself but no it's fine because i'm getting the best night's rest that i possibly can and honestly i'm not getting disturbed like i used to uh with the new sleep edition gummy from ogs the biggest thing about their cbn thc ratio is that the cbn helps you not only fall asleep but stay asleep and i know that's so important to so many of us i know so many of us look to the edibles on the market uh, to get a good night's sleep. And right now, CBN is all the rave. So make sure to try uh, OGs 
delicious Aquaberry flavor uh, sleep edition gummy. It is the best selling brand in the state of Arizona. We highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com or on Instagram at ogsbrands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or older to purchase. Jesse, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus, but what I'm trying to uh, say is that I've heard rumors that I'm being challenged for mayor of PHNX. I've heard. I've also heard those rumors. I've heard that the storm is coming. I've heard uh, that the that people are aligning, and I've heard that they are trying to, uh, you know, come for the crown, right? But if you 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 better come correct, is all I'm saying, because I will not be usurped by a man who ran screaming through the Four Peaks Brewing Company uh, haunted brewery tour like a small child. Uh, leaving talking about Saul. <laughs> I'm talking about whoever Jesse. I'm not naming any names. I'm just saying, what kind of mayor? What kind of leader would run screaming from his people, leaving them behind to be devoured by ghosts and monsters? Not a good one. Not a good one, right? So, <laughs> I think the true test here is that any candidates that want to come for mayor PHNX need to head over to the Eighth Street Pub. Uh, they need to attend one of the haunted brewery tours. During this spooky season, uh, they are Monday through Wednesday, 7 p.m. and 8.30 p.m. on those nights. And uh, see what kind of see what kind of guts you have. See what kind of leader you truly are. You know, that's all I'm saying. I'm I am not because I have no idea. I, I don't know if Saul is coming for my crown, but I have a good idea who is. And I have a good idea to Saul. So anyway, must be 21 years or older and enjoy responsibly. If you don't get a chance to come out and check out the Haunted Brewery Truer, Pick up Four Peaks at your local grocery store wherever you get your spooky beers. Only the spooky beers. Not where you get your normal beers. Has to be where you get the spooky beers. Um, Last, Jesse, before we go, the Guardians and Yankees are postponed today due to weather. Most likely are going to be postponed. It's pretty much a guarantee. Uh, Scheduling, very tricky going forward. Uh, Could set up four games in four consecutive days for the series. And there are a lot of people who are angry about it, understandably so. A lot of Yankees fans that are angry about it. And a lot of people who are mad that the schedule was kind of dumb in the first place because there was an off day in between games one and games two, which both are taking place uh, in New York. So obviously had this game already taken place yesterday, they would be traveling to Cleveland on this rainy day instead of now having to postpone today's game and and push the schedule out to a very very rigorous schedule now over the over four days potentially if it goes that long yeah it it sounds like what happened here is is the the issue started with rob manfred wanting all four of the divisional series games to start uh, or all four of the divisional series rounds to start on on the same day and so they had all four series start uh, on Tuesday, I believe. And then now you have this issue where because they're yeah, because they're they have to stagger these games from that point forward. And so they needed to give the American League off days that they didn't give the National League, hence this weird situation that we wind up with here. And yeah, I mean, playing four games in four days, like on one hand, you might make the case, well, like that happens all the time during the regular season. Playing sure. four games in four days is not uncommon, right? This isn't even, like the even NBA. With the yeah. Yeah. But but it, it is 
these are playoff games, right? And so it's it's a different level of intensity and and even more so than that, I think having a fresh bullpen is a really big part of this um, because you want to be able to use your top relievers as much as you possibly can. And having those extra off days built into the postseason schedule is what allows you to do that. Um, and if you play four games in four days, you know, you, you can't run out there. You're, you can't run your best reliever out there four days in a row, um, right. or even three out of four might be a little bit tricky depending on how things turn out. So yeah, it's not an ideal, it's not an ideal situation. I know a lot of people are, are pretty upset about how this has gone. Uh, obviously you can't predict the weather. So I know things maybe would have worked out pretty nicely if they had just stuck to a more normal schedule where they play the two games in New York and then they travel uh, to Cleveland after that. But uh, yeah, it, it, it is not, not looking so good as, as far as the decisions that they actually chose to make. I think the idea there is that, yes, it, it would be fine if this didn't end up being like this, but it, but it did. And it's not like you don't have forecasts and other things to kind of know what's coming and scheduling wise. It just doesn't seem like the best idea to make, you know, when you, when you have an off day built in somewhere to, to, to not utilize that off day as part of the travel that you know is going to be yeah. necessary yeah. because you can't win the series in two games. You know it's going to at least go to three games, and you know at the very least you're going to have to travel to Cleveland for one game. That is – and I know New York City is very close to Cleveland. It's not that far, but a lot of cities are close. That's not the point. The point is is that traveling is, is not easy, and there's uh, – especially in, in the modern day – you get flights getting canceled. You get a lot of things, weather impacting travel. Maybe the weather today would have impacted their ability to travel if the, that was when uh, their off day was or when they were going to travel or whatever, right? So there's there's a lot of things that you could argue about here, but it just seems to be a bit more reasonable to worry more about giving the guys an off day when they're traveling than to worry about like the TV schedule or when you know all the series starting on the same day or or anything like that, right? So, but you know, it is what it is. They're always going to put, uh, other things as a priority over, you know, people's comfort, comfort, and maybe even thinking about potential delays in the future. I just, I can understand. Cause I think a lot of Yankees fans might be mad also that the, you know, Cleveland guardians are getting an extra two days of rest or, you know, however long of rest now, uh, when they came into the series, the Yankees did with an advantage, against the Cleveland guardians because of the fact that they had to play in the wild card round. So, yeah, I, I mean, they know. still, they still got an off day leading into it, but, um, but now but, they have two, yeah, more I guess they got, they got row. two off days. They got two off days leading into it. Cause their series right. only went two games and then Monday, no team played at all. So Correct. they wouldn't have played on Sunday or Monday. But right. another part of this that kind of bothers me is that apparently this is like a, a major league baseball ticket policy, um, but if you had tickets to the game today, those tickets are now eligible for the rescheduled game, which is an afternoon game tomorrow. Um, oh. But there are no refunds or exchanges. Oh, so, come on. Yeah, that seems come pretty on. messed up to me. Like you in yeah. order to go to a Friday afternoon game at 107 p.m. Right. Not, I don't to, know if anyone's going to be able court. to do that. Right. Yeah. You just all of a sudden have to impact impact your schedule greatly. That sucks. That sucks. Because I imagine tonight's game was an evening game or was tonight's game also an afternoon game originally? I believe it was an evening game. Okay. Oh, that sucks. 
Well, way to bungle something else, MLB. You never cease <laughs> to amaze me. Uh, so because of that, because of that, my DraftKings pick of the week isn't coming from MLB. See what you did? You did that. Ah, uh, there we go. Even taking, even you're on you're on strike. <laughs> yep, I'm on strike, and I'm going to piss Jesse off by picking football picks. I'm taking uh, the Washington Commanders, which, by the way, much like the Cleveland Guardians, I've not. I don't hate what they've done with the Washington Commanders uh, and their entire kind of you know change over to that. It's I don't think it's been as bad as I thought it was going to be. People are are except they get on board with this stuff pretty fast, and I've, it even surprises me. Uh, but in this game, I'm taking the over on the total points at 38 and a half points. I'm taking uh, the over on Fields passing yards at 174.5 yards. The guy's been pretty damn good, and I think he's consistently hit a, hit the over. Uh, all season long, if I'm right, according to my my man uh, Cody from over at the uh, at the CHGO Cubs podcast, uh, and also I'm taking the Chicago Bears money line, so that's going to give you on DraftKings Sportsbook a plus five twenty five value right now, which is pretty good. You throw uh, twenty dollars on there, and you're winning a hundred and twenty five. So uh, get down on that, and then you can yell at me uh, tomorrow if I was wrong. Uh, or praise me if I was right. But uh, get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook. Of course, use our uh, promo code of PHNX if you are a new subscriber or new member to that. Uh, More importantly, Jesse, over at game time, you can save up to 60% on all of your football tickets this season and all of your basketball tickets, all of your hockey tickets, whatever tickets you want. Uh, Lucha, Lucha, Jesse, is coming to Mullet Arena and I will be there for that for sure. And I'm probably going to buy my tickets last minute on game time because I don't even need to plan ahead. I don't even need to think about it until the day comes around. And then I will buy my tickets and I'll save up to 60% by buying my tickets last minute on game time. It's great for us procrastinators that finally get a win with our procrastinating. Uh, the best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description for the show. And we thank you guys again so much for checking out this audio podcast. We appreciate you guys. Uh, always being here with us. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D backs. But of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Uh, appreciate you guys checking out the show again on behalf of Jesse and myself. We always thank you for your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's way more fun if you're a goose. <laughs>